From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Well, hi, and thank you for inviting me into your home, your long-haul truck, your cab, your camper, RV, that greasy spoon diner just off the highway, or perhaps your cabin in the woods. A special hello to all of you listening in on one of our affiliates. A welcome aboard the crazy train. Uh, to all of you that are listening to the podcast on TalkZone, TalkZone.com, and uh, of course via the Conspiracy Show app, free downloads from iTunes and Google Play. Take the show out with you wherever you go. An old friend of the program, she's not old, she's just a dear friend of the program, I should say. Debbie Papadakis is standing by to join us. Uh, Debbie is a registered hypnotherapist really one of the best anywhere in the world. She was featured in Oprah Winfrey's magazine. She's been featured in Zoomer magazine. Uh, in fact, the mighty Aphrodite and I attended one of her workshops down in the Junction neighborhood a few weeks back. And this one was about how to remote, uh, to remove rather, a deep emotional, psychological uh, blockages that prevent us from becoming all that we can be. And this can relate to relationships, uh, finance, finances, uh, career in general. And uh, now she's been with us a number of times in the past, and she's always been here to perform past life regressions. But we're not going to do that tonight. Uh, we've done that a number of times, and on the television show. Tonight, it's all about how to remove blockages, uh, blockages that are really rooted in some kind of a fear and now you can spend 60 years in analysis like Woody Allen, uh, but there appears to be a much faster way to get to the root of the problem, and that's what Debbie is on about uh, here. Again, Debbie Papadakis, psychotherapist, board-certified hypnotist, featured in Oprah's O Magazine, uh, O's Big Book of Happiness, L Canada, Zoomer, CNN.com, WTN, Vision TV, uh, and a member of the Hypnotherapy Association, Certified Hypnosis and Pain Management Instructor. Uh, she's a Reiki master, a speaker, author, and founding director of the Toronto-based Hypno Healing Institute, Hypnosis Clinic and School. Debbie, how are you, my dear? Hi, Richard. Thank you so much for the wonderful introductory. Wonderful. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Well, I'm all blocked up as usual. Uh. <laughs> I, I was, it, that was a great workshop, by the way. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I sort of joked, uh, I said, it's, it's almost like liquid plumber, plumber for the soul. Now, that's not in, entirely true, but that was just me being a, a bit of a smart ass. Um, but, I mean, it, it is interesting that, you know, again, people spend so much time and money in analysis, and it, it certainly has its, you know, I'm not here to say that not to do that, but, but how is it possible? It seems, it seems that, you know, almost ridiculous that one would spend a lifetime in an analysis when a few sessions of hypnosis can remove that same blockage. Well, first of all, I have to say some people need to spend the time in analysis, and uh, because they are uh, they are uh, they're not ready to 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 move forward, and they need to go slowly. There are some people they have to be in analysis. 
Let's not take that away from it. No, I used true. to do analysis all the time with people, and I still do sometimes even now. And when we're talking about um, clearing in a few sessions, uh, clearing emotional blockages, sometimes takes more than a few sessions, even with the hypnotherapy. So, uh, but it is faster. There is definitely much faster to clear the issues. The reason it's faster is because we have to think of the mind. The mind is, is uh, for this type of work, at least I would say, it has uh, the conscious, the subconscious, and the unconscious. The conscious is all, where all the logic exists, all the analysis exists, all the thoughts are there, but every thought that we have is associated with emotions. Those emotions are uh, stored at the subconscious level. And when through hypnotherapy, through hypnosis, we can enter the subconscious part of our mind and we can go and do the work there. Therefore, um, our behavior, which is the unconscious level, will definitely change because we change the emotion. In other words, if I think if of somebody that I do not like because of my past experience, something, I don't know, they did something to me or I think they did something to me and I, I feel afraid of those people, the minute I think of that person, that fear takes over and my body paralyzes, and that, again, is the unconscious part. But if I think of somebody which I like and I feel good about it, uh, automatically, and that's the thinking again, the conscious, and then the subconscious will bring their associated emotions, which is probably positive, and uh, then I will feel happy, I will feel good, and then the unconscious will take over, which basically, automatically, all those things are happening, which is the unconscious, um, make you more relaxed and more happy and all that, and then we have a different result. So the reason hypnotherapy works faster is because we can enter that part of the mind, which is the subconscious part of the mind, that holds all these emotions. We well, see, I'm uh, British, and um, that's my background. And in, in our culture, what we like to do uh, is is uh, take those emotions and, and uh, squash them deep down inside until they become hard like a diamond. <laughs> and and that's maybe that's part of the problem, right? We, 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 we repress those emotions and then they're lost to us. We don't even we don't we're not even in communication with our emotional selves. Okay, I understand that because what's happening though is when you suppress emotions, even though in a conscious level you think those emotions are not affecting you, um, the minute the minute you come near a situation where this um, similar to the time that you felt uncomfortable or you you had those emotions, automatically the subconscious, in order to protect you, it's going to bring up those emotions. And this is what's happening many times. People think, I'm not going to be angry. Okay, let's not be angry about certain situations. And then something else comes up, and then they explode that anger because that was suppressed in their subconscious, and then it, it can be uncontrollable. So you think you suppress, you're suppressing it, but in the same time, you know these emotions are stored there, and they're waiting to come out uh, in any at any time, some some uh, something happened. So the the idea here, and, and you've been on, and we've talked endlessly about past life regressions. Uh, but when you put someone under hypnosis, the the root of their problem, uh, let's say for example, they have a fear of commitment, 
they or they don't even know that. They just want to know why am I single? Why can't I meet the right person? Uh, and the the root of that problem isn't necessarily in a past life, correct? It could be it could be something that happened to them when they were three years old and they have no memory of it. That's right. Uh, the root of the problem can be in this life, in a past life. It can be in a genealogy. Can be when you are in the womb. It could be when you are three years old, or two days old, or it could be when you're 15 years old. Now, what's happening is, let's pretend you are a child, and and that's not a stretch. Be... That's not a stretch, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's say I am a child, and I love to be a child. But anyways, when we are two, three years old, or one day old, we have our parents are fighting. And they're fighting about, uh, let's say, money. So you can be a few days old, and you hold that inform- information, you listen to that, and you create um, an emotional attachment to that, and then your subconscious goes, okay, if these guys are fighting over money, then and if money brings fights, I will never have money. And if, if, and if, uh, if a relationship means... Fighting, I will never go near a relationship. And then what you're doing in life, you become an adult, and then you're looking for a relationship, but the subconscious is, is supporting you and finding the people who are un- unavailable, uh, the people who are um, not exactly what you're looking for, and then you're looking to create money. In the reality, you're pulling money, you're pushing money away just because of that belief that, uh, if I have a money means trouble, and how many people do you know, Richard, that they say uh, money is the root of all evil? If any of your listeners say that, please stop saying that. Because if you have a negative association to relationship, to money, to health, to uh, anything you can think of, all of a sudden you're going to be pushing away what is what you wish to have. Because you do not have what you wish. You have what you, what you have inside of you. And inside of us, we do hold on to those emotions and beliefs. And until we go and change those beliefs, we can dance around as much as you want to, and you can go from one relationship to the other when the time to commit comes up, and then you're never going to commit, or you, you can never find the right person because your subconscious belief is holding you back and it will never allow you to to bypass that, and if you do, you find the wrong person. If we want to find the right people around us, if we wanted to create more money, if we wanted to have to have a better health, if we wanted to have an um, easier life, we need to go back and find what is the programming that we carry. And this programming may have come from your parents, from your school, from your environment, from your uh, culture, from whatever that is. I, uh, different people have a from different sources. The reality is it's so easy to go back and clear it. Yes, you need a number of sessions, but you know what? In the scheme of, of the whole life, how much we're suffering, um, I, I'm, uh, I, I am, um, what can I say? I'm, sometimes I wonder how can people hold on to that and they, we have the same repetition over and over, creating negativity, and we still... Even though people know that there is a help, they will not go for help because the fear of discovering something, I don't know, big or right. something. Right. In reality, 
um, when we go back, if we survived the situation before, we will survive it again. Well, so also, what, what did Einstein say? I'm also say talking that about therapy too. I'm not only talking psychotherapy, but just go for psychotherapy. You can true find yourself too. All right, Debbie, uh, hold on. Uh, we'll come back in a moment. I was just trying to remember that Einstein quote. In, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting a different result. result. There, just like we rehearsed it, Debbie. Okay, we'll come back. Debbie Papadakis, psychotherapist, board-certified hypnotist, removing blockages here on The Conspiracy Show. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. Debbie Papadakis is here, psychotherapist, board-certified hypnotist, uh, past-life regression therapist, and uh, founding director of Toronto-based Hypno-Healing Institute and the Hypnosis Clinic and School. And uh, the website is hypno-healing.com. So the yes. subconscious, that can also create... Physiological, well, I guess that comes from the unconscious, but you don't, you may have, for example, when, when a discussion starts around, gets, you know, revolves around money or something or your salary, let's say you want to go in for a raise and, um, you may not even understand that you have this aversion to money. You don't understand the root cause, but that, those subconscious, those past memories and so forth that are lost to you, that can can cause a physiological response, and you don't yes. even understand why. For example, your blood pressure goes up, or you start yes. your heart palpitates, and so forth. Correct? Yes. Well, your body your body is affected by your thoughts, and if your thoughts are negative, so or fearful, or um, creating anger, remember our thoughts create our emotions, and these emotions. Uh, if they are negative, they will affect the body, and then we have, um, as you mentioned, the blood pressure and everything else goes up. Um, if we have a positive thoughts, our body is healthier because we'll, because the body goes into a healing mode. Naturally, our body goes automatically to a healing mode if we think positive thoughts. Now, what will happen is we constantly think negative thoughts, and uh, people Say, but I'm trying to do my best. I'm doing my best. In reality, if you hold on to negative thoughts, it will affect you not only in your physical world and health-wise and everything else, but in in emotional and spiritual and every everywhere in your life. And then you'll you'll be attracting negative things. We have we ourselves holding on whatever we have inside of us. We're attracting that. For example, if you have a fear about money, you will be sending money away instead of picking, uh, instead of attracting them. Instead of uh, bringing uh, opportunities in your life, you you basically um, you you bring in the negativity and you do, you do not see the opportunities. And this is for anything uh, anything you do. And people, how do they know I have a blockages? Listen to your own language. Are you seeing the the glass half empty or are you seeing it half full? Are you gossiping? Are you uh, seeing somebody, something, some situation, and you going into a positive mode, what was good about it, or you going into the negative? If you go into the negative, if you have anger, if you uh criticizing people, if you, I mean, you do have it inside of you, you have this negative emotion to believe. People who are creating anything they want, they're very peaceful, 
harmonious. They see situation and they look for opportunities. And people who create in the negativity, they see even a positive situation and they're going around and say, what was wrong about it? Right, right. Was that uh, Norman Vincent Peale's book, The Power of Positive Thinking? Yes, but he, uh, and I have read this book a number of times years ago. The thing is, he's not talking, he's not taking it far, far enough to say, change your emotional beliefs and, uh, and thoughts and, uh, and memories, and then automatically you will be attracting positive uh, situations. But what he did was, he said, well, every time you have a negative thought, uh, change it to positive, which is going to work. But sometimes we have to, um, I, I don't know, people make affirmations. You have to say it 2,000 times before the change will happen. And sometimes it could be, could be 10 times. But uh, th- the basis of that is, uh, yes, uh, we have to have a positive thought. But it's the easiest way to have a positive thought is to feel better about yourself, is to clear the, the, the blockages and then to feel better. And once you feel better, it's very easy to be positive. Well, it sounds like uh, what you're saying with, with Norman Vincent Peale, for example, and the power of positive thinking is if you're simply every time a negative thought arises, switch it with a, with a, a positive one. You're, not a, you're only treating the symptom. You're, it's almost like taking out, you know, going into the back garden and pulling out the dandelions without pulling out the root. You're not addressing the root cause. Uh, uh, that's true. However, if you uh, repeat the positive statement over and over and over and over, uh, somehow even the root cause is being affected, and then uh, you can uh, turn into positivity. But it's much much more difficult to do that if you if you have a very strong uh, uh, upbringing with a very um, unshakable beliefs. Some people are very what's the word? Very strong. They're not flexible. They're not and and. and by just returning to positive, positive, I'm not sure if it might take very long time. But definitely you can affect your, uh, your future by stopping the negative thoughts and turn them to positive. The problem is when you have this negative thought, you don't even know you have a negative thought until you pay attention to them. True, true. Uh, so most people say, I'm doing the best I can. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, working towards positivity. Meantime, the next statement comes out of their mouth is negative. So we need to pay attention. Uh, first of all, learn how to communicate with our subconscious. And every negative thought you have, anything, for example, negative thought will bring your, your whole body into, uh, you shrink down uh, to make you, um, make you more tight, tight. Right. The positive thought will bring uh, lifting and uh, enlightenment, and uh, and then you create more positive and more positive thoughts, um, words and statements, and therefore you open in the pathways to success and to uh, to bring the things that you want in life. Are there any studies that, that show that negative people are are uh, tend to be more sick, that they suffer more from heart disease or cancer? They have done many, many, many studies, and right now it's the. Um, the, the the association the mindfulness which is basically the basis of uh, of uh, hypnosis they just do it in a in a relaxation way um, and they have done a lot of study and and many universities are doing the the the, the, the negativity how it affects our life but the the thing that I want to talk about uh, Richard is uh, in my heart where my heart is. Uh, we need to change the world. In order to change the world, we need to uh, change 
people's internal uh, conflicts. We need to make people feel better about themselves. We can put all the barriers and uh, borders and uh, uh, create more jails and uh, create all kinds of uh, of ki- all kinds of uh, border. You know, like a, uh, what's what I'm. Well, you to say think. we could lock these. We can we can lock right. violent and hateful people up, but we're not addressing the the root cause. We're not addressing the root cause, but we and and then of course people feel very negative. And um, all of a sudden, we create more negativity. So if we want to fix the global uh, problem, we have to help people to uh, become more in harmony and to accept themselves as they are and to turn to love versus um, anger and hate and, uh, and um, fear. And, and fear, you're saying, is, is really the root of almost all of our blockages, correct? I think so. Fear is a major one. And that, well, we have a, we have a, I've always said, uh, and I, I know through my work, um, think of a pressure cooker. The top of the pressure cooker is the anger. And if we remove the pressure cooker, the anger, uh, inside we have the steam, which basically is sadness and fear and hurt and pain. So once we remove the anger, we have to remove the rest of it, and all of a sudden we become free. Um, and anger sometimes holds on to those emotions and so you can survive in the world, but uh, really it's hurting us physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and uh, people have to start paying attention for uh, what's going on inside of them because um, my theory is uh, you can be... Um, you can be a better parent and create, and your children will be happier. You can be a better neighbor, a better teacher, a better whatever, by feeling better yourself. And once you do that, all of a sudden the whole society is going to change. You know, when I, when I attended the Mighty Aphrodite and I attended your workshop, one of the things that I was sort of struck by, and this is, to me is fascinating, we like to think of human beings as being, you know, we're, we're pretty resilient, but we're also, it seems, very fragile in the sense that one experience, one, even something that we don't even remember from childhood, one admonishment from a parent, one can have this effect that, that can send our lives into an entirely different orbit. You mentioned, you know, a, a, a fight over money when we're three years old and all of a sudden now we find ourselves constantly in dire straits financially because we don't understand why we have an aversion towards money. It's related to a fight, you know, our parents had. Doesn't that mean that we're incredibly fragile? As children, we're very fragile because we don't have the defenses to fight um, that thought because we don't know if it's right or wrong. But once we're growing up... Um, we can uh, we can look at uh, at the outcome of our lives and then and then we can go and fix it. I mean, the good news for me is many years ago it was very difficult to even think about about uh, knowing how what to do with this uh, information. But right now, therapy has be, has advanced so much, like uh, like um, computers. We have advanced so much that there are many different ways to resolve issues that we years ago didn't think we could resolve them. So 
Yes, a little events uh, create uh, some subconscious beliefs, and if those beliefs are negative, they will affect us. In fact, if they're positive, they will affect us positively. So when we speak to our children, we have to um, think of that. For example, if your child, uh, uh, let's say, took his little bike and he lost his bike and he comes home and you think that, well, I have given you a lot of instructions not to leave your bike on the street or something like that, and you, the child comes back and you say, you're never going to learn, meaning to lock your bike, in reality, that child may stop learning in school because the subconscious will pick up every word, word literally and then will interpret that word with that word and then um, this become the basis of your behavior, your thoughts and then behavior. Wow. Uh, you know, now, you know, every parent out there listening is thinking, going back over everything they've said to their child over the last, we have to be so careful. Yes, we have to be careful how we speak to children because they're so open and they're so observing the information, not only what words we say, but what kind of behavior we're exhibiting. How do we interact with other people um, in the family structure, but also outside too? So if we have a lot of fears, our children will have fears. If we have, a, if we're positive and loving and caring, our children will will experience that. So you can have a very powerful, um, a very confident child, or you can have a child that is uh, very very fragile and. Uh, and is affected in all their lives. However, as I said, there are, I mean, I have people from all over the world, they fly down here to do work for two, three days, we do work, and then they go back. Uh, this week I had a number of people from, uh, from United, the United States. So it's, it's, uh, it's a very interesting um, work to be able to enter the subconscious and to clear the situations in other words, to reframe them, to change them, to whatever needs to be done. And then the subconscious is so brilliant that when we do that, it knows how to to clear up all the subsequent events and uh, so we can have a different result. Debbie Papadakis, the Hypno Healing Institute, and the website is hypno-healing.com. Hypno, H-Y-P-O, hyphen, healing. Uh, dot com. So the example you gave about a child who does not do well scholastically, uh, then that person becomes an adult, maybe now they're in university, they're struggling, they're struggling. Yeah. Uh, they come to you and they want to find out, you know, why why do I have such trouble writing essays and, and uh, why do I have such trouble paying attention in class and doing well in exams? Why am I flunking out? So that you could place them in, under hypnosis and then access their their subconscious and not in a past life but regress them back to early childhood to a memory they have forgotten where they are told by their parents you're never going to learn because we keep telling you to lock your bike you're never going to learn it could be that that simple could be that simple but sometimes to enter to find that particular event we may have to go over and over and sometimes the, that is maybe 20 percent of the problem and there will be another another few different events because if we think of the the law of attraction which we all I'm sure we saw the secret and it says anything you think becomes reality uh, well 
uh, originally you have, you're creating that little thought, the, the little uh, emotional thought that says that I am... Uh, um, I cannot learn fast. I, I will never learn. Just Debbie, and let me jump in here. Debbie, I got to take a time out. We'll we'll finish up on the other side with this. Debbie Papadakis, okay. Hypno Healing Institute. Back with more of the Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Debbie Papadakis stays with us from the Hypno Healing Institute and the website hypno-healing.com. Before the break, Debbie, we were talking about, so let's say, for example, an adult, a young adult struggling scholastically. Meanwhile, 20 years earlier or 15, 16 years earlier, they were scolded by their parents and told, you're never going to learn, you're never going to learn, and then this subconsciously affects them throughout their life. So you were saying that it may be more than just one regression where you unearth that lost memory of that conversation as the root of the problem. I also uh, wanted to say there that you don't even have to find sometimes the root cause of the problem. What we need to do is we need to change that feeling. For example, if, let's say, a child does not like uh, math, and is failing in math, and is not doing well in math. Well, first of all, we have to see, we have to communicate with a child, find out what is the belief about math. And their language will tell you, I hate math, I don't like it, it's not easy, it's very difficult, and so on. We need to change the feelings and emotion that child feels towards that uh, math, for example. So... We can do all kinds of exercise. We can take something that they really like to do. For example, they like to play a game in the computer, some kind of games. So we can take that feeling of playing game and change the negative feeling of math, not liking the math, to the same feeling as they like to play game. And we can do that very easily. Sometimes we do that with uh, people who don't like to exercise. So we can change these emotions without going back to the root cause of the problem. So what are you doing? Are you planting suggestions while someone's in a hypnotic state? I may ask them to what what kind of feeling they are experiencing while they are playing a game, a computer game. And I get them to feel that excitement, and then I ask them how do they feel when they are in the math class or they have to do their homework or they have to do their exercise, whatever they have to do. And it's a different feeling, so we then change the one feeling to the other, and all of a sudden, they start feeling better about math, and they're doing better in, in school. I have worked with a lot of children, uh, not only university levels, but early school level, and I have helped a lot, a lot of many, many, many kids to do better in school. Sometimes we will find the root cause. Sometimes children, I will not look for a root cause. I'll probably go and change the emotions, and all of a sudden, they feel better about doing their homework. They're feeling better about school. If someone, the child, does not feel good about school and we can go and push them to go to school, they become more resentful and they dislike the school more. But if we go and change that feeling, all of a sudden they're getting interested in the school work. And again, this is done through hypnosis. Through hypnosis and through the language we use and 
through a number of activities that I will do, an exercise I'll do. What I do, Richard, I would use hypnosis, but I will do therapeutic work in the hypnosis, which is basically it's much easier because we enter the subconscious, and instead of doing the work, the feelings that I'm feeling right now, we go back to the root cause, which could be, as you said, three-year-old, five-year, and all that, or past life, or genealogy, something that is came to them through the parents, or we can go and just exchange the feelings. We have a better result by finding the root cause, but with children, I would not, uh, I would not uh, especially small children, I would not go and do regressions. I would just change the feelings and all of a sudden they have interest, they, they like doing the math or English, whatever. whatever. Through what, neuro-linguistic programming? Well, it's, uh, you see, again, neuro-linguistic, I'm a trainer for neuro-linguistic programming. All that is a hypnotic work. Everything together, you put a neuro-linguistic program, you can put a hypnosis and neuro-linguistic programming started, not started, it started many, 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 many years ago. But the neuro-linguistic program started with Milton Erickson, who you using hypnosis, and Virginia Satir, who was using uh, therapeutic work, she was a family therapist. So they put the two things together, and then all of a sudden, we have the hypno-slash-NLP slash who knows what else. Could you take, let me give an extreme example. We have ISIS, of course, rampaging across the Mideast. And yeah. to me, that's a, it's a software issue. They, there's, you know, the, the, the ideology that they've been programmed with is bad. Yes. Could you, we, we'll take a time out when we come back. Think about this. Could, what could you do, for example, using hypnosis with an ISIS suicide bomber? Could you hypnotize them? And if re- they're willing, if they want to change, yes. But if they don't want to change, if their idea is so strong and they don't want to change, you cannot do anything of anything at all. Because even with hypnosis, uh, let's not think that we can go and change anything we want to. The person has to be willing. The person has to want. The person has to be open to this work. All right, you've answered the question, so we'll, I'll think of another one before we come back. Debbie Papadakis, the Hypno Healing Institute, right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Debbie Papadakis stays with us from the Hypno Healing Institute, hypno-healing.com. All right, um... So, Debbie, the idea of hypnosis, it doesn't work for everyone. There are certain people that cannot be hypnotized, correct? Well, most people can be hypnotized. Uh, there are very few who, the minute you tell them about hypnosis, they, they have this fear of being hypnotized. Now, of course, if somebody has some medical problems, some uh, mental problems, they will not be able to follow instructions. No, we cannot hypnotize them. But the majority of people can be hypnotized. Some can be hypnotized to a much deeper level than than others. Uh, basically, is how much fear you have, and that will affect the, the level of hypnosis. But I want to say, there, Richard, that three-quarters of the day we're all hypnotized. So let's, it's a state that we go ourselves. You're not including when we're asleep, right? You're including no, the waking really. hours. The waking no, hours. No. No, when you are awake, when you're doing this radio program and you're just focusing on the um, questions and the answers, when you are driving your car and you're thinking of your, your um, I don't know, whatever, 
and you were 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 hypnotized when you were cooking and paying attention to this um, whatever we're cooking. When we're talking to somebody and we have a very paying attention to every word they say, that's a hypnotic state. Well, that's interesting you mentioned that. I, a couple of weeks ago, I was um, on the Bluetooth, hand, hands-free, but on the phone with my mother. And I started talking to her as I got onto the Don Valley Parkway to, to head down here to do the show. And we talked and we talked and we talked. And then the next thing I know, I'm in front uh, here at Zoomerplex waiting for the parking lot uh, security arm to go up. And I actually kind of scared myself because I had absolutely no memory of driving That's right. that vehicle. So I was hypnotized. You were hypnotized 100%. But at the same time, you have to know that if you were uh, while going to this um, driving, if an emergency arises, automatically your foot was going to be on the brake or whatever you needed to do without even thinking about it because even driving is a hypnotic uh, behavior. So don't think that we're losing our uh, consciousness. We, when we're hypnotized, we're more focused. Uh, and we actually were 25% more alert than we are when we're not hypnotized. Interesting, interesting. Now, the past life regression. Uh, occasionally, some of these blockages, the root problem or the root cause of some of these blockages is you believe, exists in another lifetime. Now, for me, you know, you and I have talked about this as well. Um, I, I don't subscribe to past lives. I don't believe in it. So what does that mean if, if does that mean I would not be, you couldn't take me back to a past life because I would resist or I don't believe? How does that work? Well, the resistance can, can play a role. However, you don't have to believe it in order for you to 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 see it, to imagine it. It's just this imaginary work. Um, but um, I mean, uh, to me, if I was to take the past life way out of my work, I will have less success in my work because the the long, the more back you go, the more back you go, the the faster we can resolve the problem. So in other words, if you have an issue as an adult today, and if this issue, we're working on the issue today, it will take longer time to resolve that issue than going back, let's say, when you were two years old. And if this issue, when you're two years old, it takes less effort to, to clear that. And if we were, if the, the situation was past life, it would take even less effort to do that. So does not need, uh, it's not required to believe in it. Just to play along. Sometimes I say just pretend. Just just play along. And you also mentioned that the root cause may be um, through our DNA. In other yes. words, our ancestors. How does that work? Well, um, we, I mean, the medical society believe that we, we take from our parents out of the blood uh, levels and all that. But how about uh, the emotional levels? So emotions are because if your grandmother was angry, then your father was mother, father, whatever. It's going to pick up some of that anger, and that anger is transferred to you. Sometimes we go back ten or twenty generations, and we have no idea who these people are. We have no, um, we don't know anything about them. However, if we trace back, now is it true exactly hundred percent that started from them? No. However, I know myself. 
if I take people all the way back to the generational levels, and sometimes when I take people to the generational level, I say, look, even though you don't know the people, you have no idea who they are, just look and see, feel, experience, what, what was the, the dominant, the common denominator that these people have? And nine out of ten times, people would say, well, they were anger, or they felt not good about who they were. And this can travel from generation to generation, and we have a person in this current life, all of a sudden, feel this, the same emotions. And by going back and, and clearing it, uh, reversing it, uh, reframing it, uh, deal with it, all of a sudden we get the strength from, from that experience. And uh, if we clear enough, we can see the person um, totally transforms. Are you able to work on yourself, Debbie? Are you able to place yourself under Sometimes your- the problem with uh, doing your self-work is... If I go back, I can trace myself and go back. Not a problem. However, when the emotion comes up, I can't. I don't even know what to do anymore because are you in the emotion or the logical side? The logical side would tell me what to do to guide me, while the logical disappears when I'm in the emotion. So then I, I've done it many times. I go and then I half an hour later come back and I don't even know where I was. Hmm. You told a wonderful story. Um... I, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school, but you, you have a you have a blockage, uh, Debbie, and that is you say no to the universe. Yes. Explain. Can You're you tell that story? Can you tell that story about the, the shopping cart? The shopping cart. Okay. I recently I was looking at my own uh, life story, and I thought, yes, I am. Uh, um, I am. I am not accepting gifts. Because a number of people give me gifts, and I just I don't don't want it. And I thought, what is what's happening inside of me? And I do not accept those gifts. So I communicate with the universe. I did all kinds of work that day, and um, and the same day I went grocery shopping. And if you want me to tell the story, I went to grocery shopping, and I I, I had to have twenty five cents to pick up the the buggy. Well, I didn't have a 25 cents on, in my bag. And uh, one lady who saw me struggling with this, she's giving me 25 cents. And I said to her, uh, oh, thank you so much. I, I, I was happy. However, I had a dollar in my hand. I'm trying to give her that dollar. Because I realized afterwards that I wasn't accepting the gift. And she said to me, no, I don't want your dollar. You just take this my 25 cents. And I said, well, how about if you give it to somebody? And she says, why don't you give it to somebody? <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'm going to take this 25 cents. And then I realized, oh, my God, this morning I talk about this not receiving things, not accepting things. And here I am, the same day I was given this 25 cents and I wasn't accepting it. I was about to leave and I thought, why did I go back and look for the 25 cents? But anyways, I didn't. So that was an indication for me to start opening up and receiving more gifts. By the way, this is this happened a few weeks ago and I have a number of people gave me things and I had to take it, accept it and be thankful about it. And the other thing is we need to be to have a great gratitude towards the universe. The universe provides anything that we wish. Uh, but we have to have a good intention inside and we have to be positive. Because by not being positive, the price we pay, Richard, is so big, so big. 
Uh, Yeah, it's hard to believe. Even Debbie Papadakis has blockages. Now, actually, the story didn't end there because you missed a part. You said on the way back to your car, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, you actually ended up finding a quarter, and then you thought, oh, I better give this to somebody. Yes, 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 yes. So so the, the universe gave you a quarter, and you wanted to give it back. Yes. So, because, again, the programming inside was, uh, that don't accept gifts. Or did, did you ever discover the root I cause? It was more than that. It was, uh, if, if they give you a gift, what is the, uh, what are they expecting back or something like that? Which is, um, it took me a few days to, to uh, really understand what I was doing. I don't want to get too personal here, but I mean, did you discover the root? Were, was there something that happened in your childhood or in a previous life that, that, that makes well, you? Well, the, the thing was, when I was a kid, uh, my mother, every time she gave us something, she gave me something along with my brothers. She asked me to do things, and I didn't want to do it. And then every time she gave me something, uh, I had to do something. And I thought, well, okay, receiving things means I have to go back and do three times more work. There are always strings attached, in other strings words. Strings attached, ah. which is kind of, which is, in reality, is not true in every situation. But in my mind, I had that, I created that belief as a child. And then, in my life, it shows in many other ways, because I am also the kind of person, I can do it myself. I don't need help. Um, so, I'm working towards all that. And did you uncover that memory under hypnosis? Uh, yes, I did. So, you didn't remember that? Well, after I thought and I thought and I the, the visions have started coming up, and yes, I, I saw what was happening, and I had to go back and do some work around it, because it's not even about the 25 cents. It's about how much in my life I have, uh, um, I have, I had become, uh, we use the word stubborn. I'm going to do my way. I don't need a help. I can do it in myself, which is, cre- I, I, my life is harder because of it. Hmm, interesting. Uh, is this covered by, um, Insurance for medical insurance, uh, uh, health plans, health coverage. Well, um, and hypnotherapy by itself is not covered, but um, I personally use hypnotherapy with psychotherapy, and I'm also psychotherapist. And very few insurance cover the part of it. Part of it. Um, number few of insurance, but um, I believe by next year. Uh, all of the insurance are going to be covering it, but it's not covered by your hip. What about, you know, I'm just thinking, uh, you know, a, a, a business, let's say a, a corporation, and they've got a sales force, and they want, you know, they want to remove blockages to help their salespeople become yes. more effective. I mean, you could, do you work with, with uh, corporately too? Yes, I have worked with corporately, and I have uh, helped people. Um, then we do workshops and we, we help them to clear up their, their issues unless somebody wants to do it uh, individually. I do have a number of people who come from, uh, from other parts of the world, including Europe and Asia and other people will come down and we do work. But we also do work some work on the phone too. All right. Well, I'm going to come down and see you. You're going to put me under, and then you're going to plant a suggestion that I hate ice cream. Can you do that for me? <laughs> we can do that very easily. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much, Richard. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, Debbie. God bless you. All right. Thank you, Albert, rather. I called you Ali. (laughs) The great one, Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Down goes Fraser. (laughs) Albert Vinzel. All right. See you next week.
brand new show coming at you. I hope you'll be there. Good night.